y'all. Welcome back to Liberated Love Notes, a podcast on Living Corporate Network, hosted by yours truly, Brittany Janae, creator of Liberated Love Notes, critical self-reflections and affirmations for the culture. You already know Liberated Love Notes is your source for weekly doses of self-reflection, affirmation, and reimagining for us by us. So y'all, I have to, um, (laughs) on the heels of Mother's Day, give a little shout out to my mama. You know, there is value and certainly source of like affirmation in hearing others, you know, other folks share that, hey, I really appreciated what you're saying. There's absolutely love and affirmation in here and folks share that you know what i was impacted by you know what you said there y'all it ain't nothing like hearing your mama right (laughs) at least for me hearing your mama say those things and so my mother shared with me you know she's been tuning in to liberated love notes and some of the other stuff I got going on and she shared, you know, Brett, you've really been helping me notice, notice those things that I'm familiar with and like that I experienced, but didn't necessarily know was a thing, right? She shared that there was something affirming, right? Something affirming about knowing that the things that she felt the things that she felt or have been feeling about some of the narratives and all of the stuff that we internalize as the norm didn't feel right. But like, these are actually things, systems, white supremacy, culture, anti-blackness, internalized capitalism. Y'all, this work is so much beyond the workplace. It made me smile, y'all. It made me smile full. It made me smile. It made me feel full when my mama shared that. And it further affirmed for me, like, you know, this is the reflections, right? I feel like I'm always in this this posture of wondering and like curiosity. And this has less to do with how I want to show up in my work and more to do with me really trying to or striving to experience freedom, whatever that looks like, feels like, right? When I think about my identities, This is about liberating myself so that I can raise liberated kids. This is about sharing all that I know so that we can collectively be liberated mamas and and fathers and grandparents, right? This is about, you know, all the work that we can do as a collective to reimagine in community so that uh, we aren't necessarily internalizing the norm as all that we deserve or can be. I just wanted to share that because it it hit different when your mama's like, you know, I'm starting to think about things differently. I appreciate you, mom. I do want to offer that in as much as I share my reflections, I don't strive to, to speak on any of this from a voice of authority or having it all, having it all together, y'all. Nah, I'm literally on my own intrapersonal reckoning, which is where a lot of these reflections and the like come from. 
none of what I'm suggesting is finite, right? None of what I'm suggesting is absolute. None of what I reflect on is about giving y'all a right or wrong perspective any more than it is an invitation to wonder, an invitation to notice, an invitation to consider something different. And so last episode, if y'all were rocking with me, we affirmed that uh, we are not our work. I affirm that I am not my work. We named and rejected the ways in which internalized capitalism, internalized colonialism, anti-blackness can show up in how we understand worthiness, in the ways in which we conflate what we do with who we are. And that's a, that's a narrative that I am unlearning right? I'm unlearning the narrative that I am my work or that my work is my worth. Nah, I am not my work. My worth is not solely in my work. In fact, I am inherently worthy and there are no prerequisites. I believe this sentiment is also important to challenge because if we are not careful, we can absolutely use work and this right construct of like what we do to ascribe value to others right like we can literally end up qualifying people whom we are in community with you know whether or not we want to engage with them whether or not we want to support them whether or not we see them as worthy of our attention if we ain't careful we can end up qualifying others by what they do i think about how hashtag black excellence right, has been historically characterized by like doing, (laughs) right, things that are related to climbing the corporate ladder, amassing wealth, getting all these degrees, which stigmatizes from my perspective and really fails to acknowledge that the excellence that is blackness exudes, right, anything that we need to do. Right. I mean, or exceeds anything that we need to do. The excellence or our inherent excellence, you know, black excellence is just like being, right? Black excellence is is being and living and surviving and thriving in these systems. And so I think that uh that's all the more important why you know, this call out of I am not my work. It's not me just saying, you know, my work ain't important to me or that your work can't be important to you. Really, this is just my declaration that in a system that only sees us for what we do, it is absolutely resistance to affirm that it is not all that makes us who we are. So I want to, uh, (laughs) I want to take this a bit further and share some of my more recent reflections on differentiating profession, purpose, practice, all of which are informed by personal values. I've been thinking about this phrase, or two phrases rather, if you love what you do, it won't feel like work. (laughs) Or if it's your purpose, you'll do it for free. Both of which are super, 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 super well-intentioned. And... I also think it's worth thinking critically about how we use those phrases, right? I think about the first one. If you love what you do, it won't feel like work. Now, y'all, let me just be real. I absolutely love my job, right? 
I love shifting perspective. I love facilitating spaces where folks where folks leave with aha moments. I love taking complex topics and you know, having people walk away, being able to apply it to their lives in practical ways. I love knowing that I am contributing to, you know, the very necessary harm reduction work that is required in order for black folks to exist in their workplaces. I love seeing folks experience freedom and model authenticity. I love all of that, y'all. And sometimes it can absolutely be draining. And that is absolutely okay. I feel like statements like, you know, if you love what you do, it won't feel like work. I feel like if we're not careful, they can lead us down this path of guilt, maybe even shame when we need a break from work, right? I think they can even lead us to disregarding our own personal well-being in the name of loving what I do, right? And so when you feel like you need a break or need to pause and step away, you know, you're now second guessing if you are actually committed. Nah, no, because, and I affirm this, right? I can love what I do. I can be engaged in purposeful work and still be boundaries AF, right? Because what I do ain't all that I am, right? Y'all see how I brought that back. That other statement, right? If it's your purpose, you'll do it for free. <laughs> Recently, a, a peer, actually a good friend in my, um, who I met in my professional sphere challenged me in my thinking around uh, compensation, specifically in good work, social good work. And so for a long time, I'm going to be honest, y'all, I had agreed with this widely held belief that when you do work aligned with your passion and values, that you should see that as an extension of compensation itself. And in some ways, just be glad about it, right? Well, you, you should just be lucky you're doing purposeful work. The gag is anti-blackness would suggest that my work has no value. <laughs> In fact, there's a pattern associated with white supremacy culture that would suggest if it can't be counted or isn't associated with dollar dollar bills or, you know, a number, then it isn't worthy. And so sometimes, you know, this can sound like collusion with the fact that, well, since not many people get to do work they love and are passionate about, you should just see that as a perk, right? A lot of times this is per uh, perpetuated systematically. That's actually why we see that more altruistic and like social good roles are paid less than those associated with like, let's say like finance or sales or other, for lack of better words, tangible forms of innovation, right? Technology. That's also why we oftentimes see or hear or experience people who do quote unquote good work <laughs> expected to do it for free or at low cost. This is problematic and, and absolutely worth interrogating. And so when I hear, if you love what you do, it won't feel like work. 
I reframe that, right? I reframe that. I love my work and still deserve a break from it. I love what I do and the people I serve. And I prioritize serving myself through boundaries and care practices. And I am unapologetic about this. A reframe of that other one. If it's your purpose, you'll do it for free. Nah. When I walk in my purpose, my impact is invaluable. My insight and perspective is priceless. I deserve to be compensated for my work in all forms. And I am unapologetic about this. I just feel like that is worth affirming. Nah, if it's your purpose, you'll do it for free. Mm -mm. When I walk in my purpose, my impact is invaluable. My insight and perspective is priceless. I deserve to be compensated for my work in all forms. I just want to make clear, (laughs) in as much as we are not our work, y'all, we absolutely, absolutely deserve to be compensated for it. We absolutely deserve to be compensated for it. There's this last proverb I've been reflecting on, black proverb, right? And I haven't come to any resolve on it, y'all. But I've been thinking about, you know, we all learned it. In this white supremacist patriarchal system, especially as a black woman, but black people more broadly know that we need to and have been learned or taught that we need to work twice as hard, right? I've been thinking about that. I need to work twice as hard. Now that's real. In this system, right? Especially in the places that we show up, unfortunately the white gaze isn't as keen to our inherent brilliance. And so sometimes that shows up as us needing to be responsive to that for our own survival by doing the most. And something about me or something about that I've been sitting with lately, right? I get it. Some days I will absolutely need to or feel compelled to work twice as hard, right? Um, I may feel like I need to up the velocity or ante a bit. And I want to operate from a place of clarity when I'm doing that. I'm not doing it because I am less than doing it because I choose. And on days when I choose not to, I affirm that my best effort is enough. There's something about the agency there. There is something about the agency there. Yeah, in this jacked up system, we got to work twice as hard. And and just want to name that is not because we are any less than or deficient. It is absolutely because <laughs> the white gaze is incapable of seeing sometimes our inherent brilliance. In some days, we may choose not to work twice as hard. And that is absolutely okay. I don't know. I've just been thinking about that proverb too, right? I've been thinking about that proverb and how that proverb can absolutely similarly lead us to places of burnout, perhaps not being compensated, you know, how we should be and all the things internalizing our our work as our worth and so yeah thought I offer that these are my thoughts (laughs) y'all 
want to affirm that you are absolutely brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant just because, right? You're absolutely brilliant inherently. You're absolutely excellent, right? Just because. Absolutely worthy. Just because. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. Maybe we'll affirm that some more next time. Black excellence. Just because. Black brilliance. Just because in the meantime, I am hopeful that you will walk into this week, that you will exist in this week purposefully, that you'll exist this week from a place of clarity, that you'll exist this week knowing that you are deserving of ease, that you'll exist this week experiencing the power in our collective. I don't know if I shared that with y'all, but Clarity Ease Collective, been on my mind of late. Set some intentions at the top of year around those three. And so I offer that to you. I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.